Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning. Happy New Year. It's 2023, and what a wonderful, wonderful year it's going to be. This series that we're going to talk about in January, and probably just until we decide to go somewhere else, is tell your story for God's glory. You know, we all have a story, and we all have something that can help other people. And so what I've decided to do is bring in some people here that I know locally that are friends and that will come in and share some hope with you. Redemption stories. You know, they didn't give up and they saw the miracle happen in their lives. And so we are going to continue um, just these interviews that we've started last year. And I cannot wait for you to hear these interviews. But before we get started, I would like to thank our sponsors, Realtor Brent Gardner with Texas Lake and Land. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. And if you need a realtor, you can find them on Facebook or Instagram at Brent Gardner, Texas Living. And Mount Pleasant Eye Care Center, we thank you so much for sponsoring us as well. And those individuals, you know who you are. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. And you who listen, thank you for for being faithful and joining us each Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So before we get started, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for today, this new year, and we thank You for new beginnings redemption stories. We thank you that we each have a story. May we all tell it for your glory. And so, Lord, I just thank you for our special guest today who's going to share her story of redemption, of hope, of renewal and revival. And we just can't wait to hear her speak of what you did in her life. So we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing in each of our lives. May we cling to you even tighter in this new year and know that you love us so very much. And so we thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I am excited to introduce my next special guest, and her name is Tracy Smith. And I met her um, singing, actually. I heard her singing, and I was just taken back with her voice. It's so powerful. And I heard her at First Baptist Church, Mount Vernon, and and just thought, wow, she has such a beautiful voice. And so just in visiting with her and and some of her friends and her mother, heard that she has a very special story. And I can't wait to share it with you and for her to share it with you. So welcome, Tracy. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today, Jill. Sure. It's so good to see you. And are you ready for the new year? <laughs> I need to be. It's here. <laughs> I know. So I know. It's time to go. So, Tracy, tell us what you do for a living. Well, currently, I serve as the Senior Marketing Director at Titus Regional Medical Center in Mount Pleasant. get to work with uh, a great team there and with Terry Scoggin, and we're um, we're trying to offer the best possible health care to our community. Awesome. We thank you so much. This has been a couple of interesting years for you. <laughs> but, for sure. But you, you've... Thank you for what you and your team have done. And, and so we, we wanted you to come in today to just tell us a little bit of your story. I have a 
tell your story for God's glory kind of theme going on here. We all have a story. So so you have a an incredible story. So yeah. let's just begin. You know, I do. Um, I, I remember when I was in high school, I was getting ready to go on a mission trip. And um, our sponsor, uh, Miss Helen Decker, was um, getting us ready for that trip. And we were taking turns sharing our testimony around a fire. So here sits, you know, 10 girls that have been raised in church. And most of us were baptized before we were 12 and and we're we're trying to come up with our testimony that we're going to share right. with people across the country and the girl that i was sitting with and i got to talking and we said you know we were laughing and, and we we looked at helen and we said we don't have much of a testimony you know i was saved when i was nine i was baptized and here i am today it just wasn't much of a testimony to tell and and helen looked at us that day very serious across that campfire and said be careful because God will give you a testimony. And those words stuck with me. And 30 years later, I can assure you that, that God did. Mm-hmm. God did give me a testimony. And I'm very thankful looking back on the experiences that I had. There's been days during those 30 years when maybe not so much. But, um, but I'm very thankful mm-hmm. that God brought me through what he brought me through to allow me to sit in this chair today and share that story. Right. Because we all do have stories. And yeah. and your leader knew that. Helen knew that. And mm-hmm. she was preparing you for someday you will have a story that will help someone else. And it's true. You go through things, and at the time it may be a struggle. But then later, looking back, you realize, you know what? I'm thankful I went through that to get to this other side. Because you're new now. Yeah. You're new in Christ even more so than you were the day that you were baptized because of some things that you've been through. You're closer to God, would you say, right now? Absolutely. And, you know, we can look around outside every day and we can see things that God does. Mm -hmm. And we've all got those moments when we know God showed up. And mine is is very clear. Uh, God showed up in a very big way in my life on March the 18th, 2002. Okay, let's go there. Let's talk March about it. March the 18th, it. 2002. I was 22 years old. Um, I was very young. Um, looking back, I didn't realize just how young I was <laughs> at 22, but I was very young. I was I was um, at a point in my life where I thought I had, you know, the world by the tail. I mean, everybody does when they're in their mm-hmm. early 20s. They think they've got everything going right. I mean, I had a, had a college degree. I had a job. I had everything I thought in control. Um, I had um, met a man in Longview, Texas, and um, fell very quickly in love, Mm -hmm. as we do when we're 20. And um, we we met, we dated for about six months, and we we married. And um, we went through all the steps. I thought, you know, everything was in line. Um, He was wonderful. Um, And we were about four months into that marriage, and... One night, um, a sheriff's deputy showed up on my doorstep and told me that he was there to take my husband in because he had um, violated parole. And I looked at the sheriff's department officer, and who I had known all my life, and I just laughed. And I said, no. <laughs> You've I got said, the wrong house. I said, it's got to be the wrong guy. Yeah. I said, because you have to go to prison to be on parole. And right. he looked at me and he said, yes, ma'am. 
Oh no. And wow. I mean, did your heart just drop? Just dropped. Like, and and I kept the thinking there has to be a mistake. I, I thought there had to be a mistake until they showed up with the warrant with his picture on it. Mm. And there was just no doubt. And so, um, so he left that night, they loaded him up and took him away. And, oh. um, I, I got to go in and see him the next morning and I had a decision to make. I, what was I going to do now? You know, and so, because this man that I thought I knew obviously wasn't the man that mm-hmm. I knew. What was I going to do? So I went in and sat down in front of him and I said, why would you not tell me mm-hmm. about your past? I mean, it, he had he had not done anything that was that horrible. I mean, it was, it was very much financial paper crime. It wasn't anything violent. And so... Why would you not just be be honest with me? If that's a life you've left behind, why would you not just tell me? Right, right. And his answer was very well crafted. Um, he said, if I had told you, would you have ever given me a second thought? And you Would know, you have, do you think? No. Yeah. No. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we all have, uh, you know, our preconceived notions of someone who's been to prison as being someone bad. So, no, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have given him a second chance. Mm-hmm. And so that hit me really hard because I thought, you know, I fell in love with this man. I married this man. I've committed to this mm-hmm. man. He's not wrong. I probably wouldn't have given him a second chance. Now what do I do? So I made the decision to honor the commitment that I had made, and we worked through that. Yeah. And so um, he went away for a very short period of time, worked through a program, came home, was, you know, was, we were going to make a new start. Right, And so um, that went on for about a year. And during the course of that year, I unfortunately found out he was not holding up his end of the bargain. Um, he had lied multiple times about having a job. Um, I kept finding out those things just kept adding up. And um, Finally, I decided that it, I, I couldn't do this anymore, that it wasn't, it wasn't right. He, he wasn't obviously going to make the changes that he said he was going to make. And so I made the very hard decision that I was going to have to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and how long was that after? The, about, a, about, a, uh, about a year after he had gone year. away. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I sent him to the grocery store because he never left my side. Um, looking really? back, I understand yeah. why now. But... Um, I called my mom, mm-hmm. and um, and y'all are very close. You very close. Mother. I'm an only child. I've always her. been very close mm-hmm. to my mom, and so I told mom. I said, "Look, I've got a problem. I've got to get out." And she said, "I can't believe you called." This was the first moment that God really yes. constructed some things. He said, "She said, I can't believe you called." She said, "This very night, I balanced my checkbook, and I've realized that there's a problem." Oh, and wow. I said, "What kind of problem?" And she said, "A several thousand dollar problem." And I've gone through the desk, and there's some checks missing, and I think he's wow forged these checks and caused these issues in the checking account. Oh, my. I can't imagine finding no. that out. And she was prob- just that night. Yes. That's and God working. God working. Mm-hmm. My dad was out of town. My mm-hmm. dad worked at that point in time on the road, and he was gone quite a bit. He was out of town. I said, have you called dad? She said, Yes. And um, I said, well, what do you think we need to do? She said, we don't need to do anything until he gets home. So we waited. Well, he gets home. They go to the bank. The bank calls the sheriff's department in Hopkins County. Hopkins County comes in and says, you know what? We need to we need to have divorce filed at the exact same time as the warrant because if we do one before the other, things could get 
sideways mm-hmm. in this whole deal. We need to do all this together. Can she hang on for a couple of weeks? Okay. So for a couple of weeks. You're hanging on. I'm hanging on. You know, I went home every night, kept this quiet, right. just got through right. the day. Well, let me just stop you right there. What did you do in that couple of weeks to kind of get through it? Because there's people that are dealing with that, the waiting and and knowing that there's some things, some decisions they need to make that are hard. Did you pray a lot? A lot. I mean, in you know, I had to. I had to find some sort of peace. peace. And prayer was mm-hmm. really about the only place there was any. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be really honest. I slept a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and God and God allowed that. Right. Uh, you know, he he allowed for that. Um, I you know just kind of had to focus on my job and the mm-hmm. things that that got you through the day to day to get through that. Right. Two weeks in. Um, I had had about all of that I could handle. Right. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, the oh, the yeah. weight of that was was really hard. And um, I called my dad and, and I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I've, I've, I've got to get out now. Mm-hmm. So um, we went ahead and filed for divorce. And exactly like the sheriff's department said, he ran before they could file the warrant. Oh, okay. So now, 24 hours after that, they had the warrant, but they couldn't catch him. So that started a series of about 26 days okay. of horror Ooh. in my life. Um, he had never been violent. He had never threatened me. He had never you know, laid a finger on me. But that had changed now. Now he was angry. He knew that we were about to send him back to prison for a very long time. Um, and he began threatening us. And he threatened us over the phone. I mean, I've we, we were, of course, at that point in time preparing for trial. So we had, you know, hours of recordings of these threats. Mm-hmm. still have those. Um, he threatened. He threatened to kill me. He threatened to kill my parents and make mm. me watch. He threatened oh, to kill my dog. I mean, oh, you know, my dog, went to, my dog went oh. to work with me for two weeks because I was afraid <laughs> yeah. to leave it at home. You know, so it, he was playing a mind game. Yes, Complete definitely. mind game. Um, that led up to the March the 18th. Okay. Um, that morning, I got up and went to work um, like I would any other day. And um, we'd had a death in the community, mm-hmm. and my mom went to a funeral. Okay, I didn't go, but my mom went to the funeral. At that funeral where the community gathered, people got to talking, and we figured out that he had been spotted that that morning, not far from my house. Mm. Um, Frightening. Very. And, and he, you had an order, temporary order. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so they, um, a lady had seen him, had spotted him, I think had fed him actually, and he was on foot and on and hiding down around that in the Greenwood area. But she didn't know who he was. Right. Well, she told a neighbor who told a neighbor who told somebody Small who's, town. you know, and, yeah. and by the time it got to the funeral where everybody was gathered, this starts to go Again, around. Again, God. God. Again, God. Mm-hmm. So my uncle... Kind grabbed a, a picture, drove to the first lady who had seen him's house and yeah. said, is, is this, this the guy? The, mm-hmm. And she said, yes, absolutely. Well, so now we've got the police on high alert. When I got home from work that day, my yard was full of cop cars. I mean, full. And so um, they were going to go on a hunt. They knew he was close. They were going to find him that night. We were going to finally be done with this. My dad was in Little Rock. 
Um, he had done a U-turn with a trailer and was mm-hmm. headed back as fast as he could go. And and um, and your mom was with my you. mom was with me. We were there in the house, and we were planning to go and stay with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lead investigator on the case that day, um, he decided he was going to stick around and see if they caught him. So we told my uncle, "Ah, we'll just stay here with him." So um, by six o'clock, all the cop cars were gone. There was no one left except mom and I and this investigator. Um, so I was in the back room talking on the telephone to one of my work friends to let them know that we were okay. And, and I was going to stay put, you know, for the night. Cause they had of course offered us a place to stay. And, um, my mom was in the kitchen, um, cooking chicken fried steak because she was going to feed the officer because mm-hmm. we were going to, oh, you know. that sounds like your mother. We're, we're so Southern and Baptist. I yes, mean, we were, right. somebody had to eat, you know, yeah. so we were going to chicken fried steak and, uh-huh. and feed this Aww. officer. My dad was on his way home. We were going to have dinner. And about 7.15-ish, mm-hmm. um, the doorbell rang. And um, I told the lady that I was talking to, I've got to go. And, and the next thing that I'm about to tell, all of it happened within probably a minute and a half. But um, I told her that I had to go. Mom went to the door and she looked out the glass and the police officer was sitting in a chair at the dining table where the front door is Mm -hmm. right beside the front door. And she turned around and she looked at the officer and she said, that's him. Oh, wow. And the officer stood up and he said, open the door. So my mom opened the door and my husband stepped in. And the officer said, you're under arrest. And my husband raised and cocked a 22 pistol aimed at the police officer. Oh, my gosh. My mom turned and ran. The police officer jumped over a chair. Wow. And fired two shots in the air before he hit the floor. Um, hit him once in the head, once in the chest. He was dead before he hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Um we found out later that that particular officer always scored the highest at the range every time he yeah. ever went with his with his team. But the had best never, of the best. Best of the best. But had never pulled his weapon in the line of duty. Wow. Oh, man. And he will oh, tell man. you that God directed those shots. Really? Because they oh, were wow. absolutely perfect, perfect. And there's no reason why yeah. in the situation he was in, they should have been perfect. Oh, um, I just have chills. Yes. That. Oh, my gosh. My mom turned and ran. As she, and where were you? I was in the back room. Okay. And so she turned and ran down the hall, met me in the hall, grabbed me, put me into a bedroom. And, of course, we were prepared. I mean, we were we were loaded and ready. And so mom grabbed the gun that we were prepared with. And um, my mom's not a really outgoing woman. And I remember looking at her that night to decide if I thought she had this under control. And I will tell you, there was not a doubt in my mind that the mama bear had this under control and she was ready. And the best thing I could do was get out of the way. So I I got Mm. out of the way. She was backed in a corner, ready to go. The next voice that we heard was the police officers. And he called down the hall to tell us he was coming in, which was very smart on his part. Um, And he stepped into the room and he said, are you okay? And we're like, we're fine. Is everything okay? He said, it's over. Wow. It's done. Oh. And, um, oh, I can't imagine. No. Did you just break down? Or what, what Not was yet. Your... It took me a few days for that. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was relief. It was okay. absolute yes. relief because it was over. 
Yes. I mean, this you thing could... that I had run from for 26 days was finally over. settled and over. Yes. And God wasn't finished. God came in. He, he was still there, you know. And so um, the police officer secured the scene. It was minutes before, once again, all those cops were back. And um, so our sheriff took over. And they put the officer in the room with us. And so we're sitting there and, you know, what do you talk about at this moment? Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there in silence. And my mother finally says, are you married? And he says, yes, ma'am, I am. Got a wife and baby Mm -hmm. on the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you Christian? Yes, ma'am, I am. I'm a member of First mm-hmm. Baptist Church in Sulphur Springs. We're like, okay, you know, and so she said, Well, do we need to call anybody? <laughs> and he yeah. said, No. He said, They've already called my wife. She knows everything's okay. And um, but we already knew, I mean, God had already put a Christian man in our house mm-hmm. that night. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't put just anybody. He put mm-hmm. he put this guy in there and he's perfect, you know. Um then the Texas Rangers showed up. And you know, you've always heard about the Texas Rangers yeah. when they come in, they're in charge. And so they did, they came in, they were in charge completely of the scene. This one man was completely over everything. Anytime a police officer fires their weapon, they send a Texas Ranger to, to investigate. But this Texas Ranger mm-hmm. started by coming in and getting that officer and taking him into the hall and gathered up every other officer that was in that house that night. And he started his investigation with word prayer. Did he really? He oh, really did. That, that's amazing. He prayed over that officer oh. before oh. before he asked a question before he checked on anything. My dad arrived after the smoke cleared, if you mm. will, and he came in and the and the ranger immediately stopped him at the door and he said, Sir, I need to I need to ask you some questions and he my dad's first answer was, is I need to see my wife and daughter. Yeah. And um the ranger apologized. He said, I'm so sorry. I wasn't even thinking. Come back here. Let me clear the room and give you a moment with your family. Oh. I mean, he was completely oh. there for us, took care of us. But but the fact that he opened that investigation with a word of prayer, we knew we were in the right yes, hands. Yes. You know, God did it. He does it all the time. He does it. And, and he was there that yes. night in every step of that process. Yes. I mean, if... Down to the fact that my mother's weenie dog ran out between my husband's feet shortly before he was shot really? and was unharmed. I mean, Whoa, and that okay. they found him in the yard and put him in the back of somebody's car before anybody mm. ran over him. I mean, every detail yes. down to the, the smallest thing, if any piece of that had gone differently, I might not be sitting here. And I certainly wouldn't be as free as I am today. You know, I felt like my mother has always told me that you pray for what you want, but God's going to give you what you need. And so many times it is so much bigger and so much better than anything we could have dreamed up that, that it's, it's just there, you know, and in my mind, what I was praying for, what I was hoping for, was that they would catch this guy and put him in jail. Right. Because that's how I was going to be safe. In my wildest dreams, I never dreamed that he would deliver me in the way that he delivered me from that. Because, mm-hmm. Jill, I don't look over my shoulder and wonder where this guy is. I don't have to worry about right. what's coming around the corner at me. Yeah. I, I, I made... Mm-hmm can't say that I maybe made the right decision when I married him. That probably wasn't necessarily, but, 
But I made a good heart decision with the information that I had. I didn't have yes. all the information. You but didn't. I did. Honestly. And then when I sat at that crossroads of whether or not to try, I once again honored the commitment that I felt like I had made and, and needed to mm-hmm. honor. And I'm going to tell you that God gave that man one more chance that day, and he didn't take it. That's right. But God didn't hold it against me. And yeah. he, he cleared he, he cleared the slate. Yes. And, and so today. Today, I'm able to have a family. and um, You're remarried. I'm remarried. And have a- I have a daughter that is a blessing that didn't have anything to do with this story. She came later mm-hmm. at a time when it was time. And, um, you know, it's it's a story I'm going to have to tell her someday. Yes. And um, and when I do, I've, I'm just going to have to know that God's going to use it for a lesson for her, too. Mm-hmm. And He will. And He will. And, you know, the Scripture, there's so many Scriptures I'm thinking about that just come to mind with what you're telling me. But Joshua 1, 9 have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Don't you For just sure. feel that? You live For that. Sure. And so you have that strength. Your mom <laughs> has I know her. I'm in Sunday school with her yeah. and your dad, and I just see a strength in, in her that I, you, you grew that day, both of y'all, in your faith. And you're just just what God did for for every single detail you said that he he did he was in charge of and he always is oh yeah for sure and and I just I just thank you for sharing this story this is powerful powerful now I met you singing you were singing <laughs> so you have <sighs> such a beautiful gift a beautiful voice and is there a song that you have been singing or that has been on your heart just to kind of tell your story who Jesus is to you and can you sing a little bit of it oh, for us maybe a acapella come on so so right after this happened um, and the our pastor at the time brought me a song and he said I think you need to sing this song. And um, it's an older song, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll admit I had not heard it before that. And when I listened to it, I mean, I'm not even sure who wrote it, but they wrote my testimony throughout this whole thing. And um, the song is The Anchor Holds. And, um, you know, one of the sayings that I clung to through this whole thing is that sometimes God comes in and calms the storm, and sometimes... He lets the storm rage, but he comforts his child. And while God was with me through the whole entire thing, it was a thing. Yeah. It, it was a thing, you know. And so certainly not a calm time in my life, but it was it was definitely one that God never left my side. And so when I think about, you know, the, the, talk, the first verse of the song talks about how I've journeyed into the dark night, you know, but that, that God always had control of the ship. Mm. And... Um, that's that's the whole point is that the anchor that we have in our life the anchor that Helen Decker helped plant yes. around that campfire when I was in high school still holds mm-hmm. still holds so the anchor holds though the ship is battered the anchor holds 
though the sails are torn and I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging sea the anchor holds in spite of the storm. Oh, wow. Amen. <laughs> wow, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you would like the listeners to know or what God is just wanting you to tell them right now? If someone is listening and has dealt with something similar to this. You know, I think a lot of times we feel like, especially as Christians, especially longtime mm-hmm. Christians, people that have grown up in church, that have always had this idea that, you know, we have to put on a, not a, not a front, not a, not a face, but just that we're supposed to be the ones who have it all together. That's right. Just because we're the ones who have it all together things still happen to us. You know, I, I had so many people say to me after this, well, we couldn't believe something like that happened to you. You know, you've always lived this perfect life, you know, and the, there are no perfect lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, especially as Christians, have to get to the point where we are able to talk about the the bad things that happened to us because people need to hear that too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all sunshine and roses Amen. and it's it's not all blessings. Mm-hmm. There's blessings, but sometimes they're in the storm. And so, I you know, I just I just want to encourage people that that you know, if if you're one of those people who are supposed to have it all together, don't be afraid to share your struggles, you know, and and get into a group where you can do that. I mean, I've got a Sunday school class that that won't quit, you know, and I brought up something a few weeks ago that that I was going through and we're in lots of life stages in that Mm -hmm. class. And people were saying, you know, yeah, well I went through this and somebody else across the table is like, yeah, and we went through Mm -hmm. this and we had this issue. And and all of a sudden I realized again, I'm not alone and, and I've got lots of good people around me. And so, you know, if you're going through those things, don't feel like you have to make everybody believe that everything's going great. Mm-hmm. Tell your story. Right. Somebody needs to hear it. Amen. Great, great. And I was just going to say, tell your story for God's glory. Yes. And you did that so well. So thank you for sharing your story. I know you haven't shared it a lot. And this may be the beginning of many times that you will share it. But I know that somebody out there needed to hear so thank you so much thank you thank you for having me anytime yes thank you let me close this in prayer oh dear heavenly father we just thank you thank you for tracy thank you for what you did in her life thank you for that storm because she found you her anchor through it all and thank you lord for the people that you put in her life that very day that helped her through this time and lord we just thank you that you are our anchor And you will hold us secure, no matter what happens to us, no matter what we go through. You are there for us. So we will be strong and courageous, like you command, because we know that you will be there for us, no matter what storm comes our way. So we thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple Google 
and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022. All rights reserved. i